You're listening to the Quince podcast. What's up with WhatsApp? WhatsApp's update to its privacy policy has been causing a great deal of concern, confusion and cacophony among users since its release on 4th January. The in-app notification alerts users that they have time till 8th February to accept the terms or risk having their accounts rendered inactive. WhatsApp's coercive ultimatum has only added to the user dilemma about staying on in a potentially less secure app but one that has all their friends, family and work contacts on them. So, how much of a threat to our privacy is the new update? What kind of data would be shared with Facebook? Does one continue to stay on WhatsApp? Or should one migrate to a different platform? The Quint spoke with Anivar Arvind, a senior software engineer and public interest technologist who has been a vocal proponent of open software and digital rights. He explains the core issues at hand and what's exactly at stake. You're tuned into The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Sushovan. Before moving into the merits of the current privacy update, let's dial back a little bit in the past and take a look at WhatsApp's history of assurances and promises made and how they've actually turned out. In 2014, when WhatsApp was acquired by Facebook for 22 billion US dollars, to allay user fears, WhatsApp publicly committed to never share data with Facebook. However, just two years later, in 2016, they updated their policy and stated that WhatsApp would start sharing some data with Facebook, including phone numbers and users' last seen activity. WhatsApp faced heavy fines of $110 million in Europe for this. This time round, the messaging app has assured that there's no compromise in privacy standards. But a question is, how does one trust WhatsApp in 2020, given the complete U-turn four years ago? Anivar Arvind weighs in on this. Yeah, so basically, I'm a WhatsApp user from 2012 onwards. So it's a time of my first, uh, I think, first uh, smartphone. Uh, WhatsApp came to a time in which uh, SMS to online messaging is starting. And uh, as an early messaging application, I was starting to start to use more WhatsApp. And I was even a paying user. There was an even yearly payment after the first free one year. So I even paid for three years in to end by the end of 2012. But in 2014, Facebook bought and it became in entirely free. Uh, and at that time, uh, why Facebook bought it? Uh, we know that in uh, from the antitrust case in US, how Mark Zuckerberg got caught, quoted about buying Instagram. Uh, so buying a competitor primarily helps in uh, reducing, uh, increasing the run of the existing platform. So Facebook is buying time and avoiding the competition by buying out the competitors. It had to be, let it be Instagram, let it be WhatsApp. And WhatsApp, WhatsApp was famous also because of its user base. And we know that there is a significant percent of user base from India, right? Right. Uh, and 2014 elections made it much more popular in India. 
uh, especially because of the it cells and other kind of uh, grassroots promise right. and the, with the and whatsapp grown with india's internet growth uh, even though uh, facebook tried to limit it with free basics and others uh, but with net neutrality and everything uh, the whatsapp grown further the encryption rolled out on whatsapp so the promises for uh, facebook made at the time of acquisition of whatsapp was primarily they want uh merger data with facebook is the one of the main promises of that breach of that is primarily a competition issue so facebook is facing similar anti competitive trials in uh, anti trust trials in us i think two cases are happening in us right uh, there is a european union uh, 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 guidelines in 2017 i think uh, there was similar one in france as well and if you look at uh, the market uh it is not like a 2013 14 situation there is enough messaging play, messenger players right now so there is a multiple level of messaging apps and there is a, uh, enough uh, alternatives are there in market but what makes whatsapp special is its user base and right, facebook is given giving the last option for them to uh, either share data with facebook with a new privacy policy or stop using that so this is the ultimatum so that ultimatum you need to take a call on either comp- uh, joining with it or removing from it so what exactly are the core issues at moment with the latest update the biggest change is the fact that facebook may now have access to messages that users share with business accounts on whatsapp the company claims that it and i quote will not automatically use messages to inform the ads that a user sees so can this assurance by facebook be trusted the internet freedom foundation in a sharp criticism states in its blog and i quote considering facebook's past record on privacy we will let you decide whether these assurances can be trusted but this is not the only change Anivar explains what the data collection practices are and how they undermined end-to-end encryption as well. Let's look at the case of India. Apart from WhatsApp in other countries, India's WhatsApp have a lot of other peculiarities. Especially if you look at uh, the payment data, WhatsApp have a service called WhatsApp Pay in India, which is primarily a UPI integration for WhatsApp. When you bring UPI integration, hold that... Uh, claim of end to end encrypted is already gone because payment data passes through uh, a bank a payment service provider a uh, npci the receiver's uh, payment service provider and the receiver's bank so basically there is uh, more than uh, six parties involved in a transaction via pay, uh, via whatsapp pay just like any other upi app and this includes your location data this includes your uh, real name uh, your uh, bank account de- bank account transaction numbers all, all these are metadata so this is when you say end to end encrypted but this through one upi transaction whatsapp get your real name data and many other parameters including the uh, even the payment social graph not uh, not just limited to your social uh, communication social graph and when you are transferring all these data with facebook you know that in facebook policy facebook solution for almost all the problems is a real name policy 
which is a central pillar in their community standard so whatsapp pay becomes a solution for facebook for easy integration of real names with facebook profile primarily the skills and anonymity right the right. skills uh, quite a lot of stuff so and uh, uh, this is enabled by upi ecosystem this is enabled by uh, so when you say into an encrypted and anonymization and everything that all is gone just with a single step right for user i the, the primary issue is facebook treats uh, i think some facebook official itself said uh, whatsapp official itself said this so basically facebook and instagram are the store fronts in which they receive ads and everything and whatsapp is more like a transaction data right. so whatsapp helps in targeting users as based upon their social graph based upon their uh, other communication preferences location everything and so basically somebody with a huge social connection will be an influencer according to an ad terminology possibly right so it's mostly like an influence so if someone with a huge set of peers around they know that uh, this is what even election targeting does right but uh, what usually does on election targeting is they target first on influencing influencers can influence a lot of people this is like uh, bringing that same concept into the uh, marketing targeting so if you have a social graph higher social graph it is high, highly likely to, uh, that you will be more targeted and that's that's basically again going to be an uh, another competition issue another level of competition issue what is clear from arvin's explanation is that it is not only a privacy issue but also a competition issue one that has attracted strong attention in europe and the us but not yet in india arvin also goes on to explain how small businesses a segment that relies on whatsapp to communicate and coordinate with customers will be among the biggest losers as a result of this update so uh, the the what i am going to miss is there is a lot of business integrations with whatsapp so i can easily uh, talk to anyone in uh, especially with a new startups or new uh, maybe online sellers uh, started their business on whatsapp so they may be the people primarily going to lose out on this because their customer base end over a period of time may be shifting from whatsapp to some other platform right. so your access to small businesses in india and the small businesses access to you which may be your local grocery shop which will send you the stuff when you send a list of items in uh, whatsapp so this is the only part i feel it's going to be miss out so it's a uh, it's primarily that is also because of even though whatsapp offered work, uh, small businesses apps and everything they never told it will be uh, tightly integrated with facebook right right so it's their loss as well it's basically whatsapp is destroying its own uh, ecosystem uh, for the uh, integration with facebook whether it is uh, and uh, so, uh, without looking at the so even if it is competition wise is it good or not uh, competition i think this is something in which competition commission need to look into so what now then does one continue to stay on or does it make sense to move elsewhere or perhaps a third option of splitting personal messaging across different platforms arvin says that while signal is best for user security telegram is best when it comes to convenience even though telegram isn't automatically end to end encrypted what does he mean by this and how does one decide then so 
anyway as most of the people moving from whatsapp the easiest first option for a uh, easy migration experience is anyway signal and signal is considered to be the gold standard on uh, the privacy and uh, security angles especially because even the whatsapp encryption is developed by people behind signal you open whisper systems which later turned into a foundation so you so basically encryption feature of whatsapp is developed by the same developers of signal the same principles are implemented much more better way in signal and for example the so migration from whatsapp and signal the only feature people may miss is the status update which recently got introduced rest of the stuff works perfectly as it is uh, and you will get extra features like groups can have thousand members instead of just uh, 256 in whatsapp uh, so that's a add on advantage to this second you will get disappearing messages so the whole problem of uh, whatsapp is getting bulky with a lot of forwards from family and friends will be over if you switch on the disappearing messages so that way it's a convenience wise as well as uh communication wise it's a more secure and safer option uh convenience if you consider convenience over security telegram is a better option but at the same time it's not fully open source uh it does not have good encryption features by default uh encryption is basically an optional turn on uh but for large groups and uh, large communities without uh, opening up your phone number like whatsapp whatsapp especially have a known vulnerability of your phone numbers will in groups will be visible to all telegram is more using a uh, user name concept so your uh, access will be uh, without revealing your phone number you can participate in discussions moreover while signal has received a huge boost in users since the update launched If you are particularly concerned about privacy there are other open source peer reviewed and decentralized messaging platforms available which are likely to gain traction in the future uh, and the, the another alternative secure security wise another very good alternative is prima prima is a swiss app uh, which is also uh, which is also fully open source but it's a paid app in play store but you can get a free version via app stores like f droid which is for free and open source apps so uh prima is a very secure app uh, almost on the same standard of signal popular in uh, european union countries it's a uh, it's hosted in a uh, com- company and especially for companies and all prima will be a very good option uh, right. another option which is a decentralized option is element element is primarily using the matrix protocol which is a which allows people to u- uh, even host their own servers so it does not need even a central server like uh what's uh, whatsapp or signal or prima you can host your own servers in that way if you want but the free service is already there with um, element.io uh, so website and server so matrix.org is a decentralized protocol so this is like a uh, uh, this is like a uh, mastodon for uh, mastodon kind of situation for uh, whatsapp it's also very secure it's also have good level of encryption groups all the kind of public groups uh, private groups everything if you like listening to this podcast 
please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We are live on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Geo7 and other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and check out our podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts@thequint.com.